Welcome, everybody, on Into the Smash Mouth Football Podcast. It is I, Gavin, your host, and also with me is my, uh, you know, reliable, gracious co-host, Chris McGuire, here with us. He's the only one that is here with me tonight. Um, tell the folks how you're doing, Chris. I'm doing great. I love compliments. They're fun. Uh, they make me feel good. Uh, and I hope to hear more. We'll think about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We'll see if it's in the budget. Um. So, but yeah, yes, I did uh, pay Connor Gavin to give. Me, I, yeah, I huh? did pay Gavin to give me compliments, and they were uh, that was in my budget, and <laughs> now I, I now I'm broke. Yes. Um. Uh, the rest of the money went to Chris's uh, dope new Giants jacket. Yeah, which I uh, we'll see how much I wear it because they're bad, and I hate myself. So <laughs> It's all right. Um, I wore it. I actually it wore cold, it. Though. It's cold. It today. is cold. I actually wore it. Uh, the only time I wore it was the day of the Panthers Giants game. And I, I wore it to the bar to watch the game uh, with uh, our friend Paul. And I was like, you know what? You know, I, I bet there's going to be a bunch of Panther fans there anyway. And like, if I root for the Giants at all, like they're just going to shit on me. I was like, you might as well just wear the jacket and go all in. There were like no Panther fans there, huh? Which is weird because like, like I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, like we're we're we live in Carolina. Uh, I'm from New York, but uh, that that just to uh, explain why I'm a Giants fan. I didn't I didn't necessarily choose this. I was born into it. Uh, I don't think I anyone see... thought you would choose the Giants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, I've seen two Super Bowls in my lifetime. That's why I have to like go off of. But like now, it's kind of like you know like. Why would you choose them? I wouldn't. Uh, I guess it would make sense if you chose them when you were 12. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but, like more fun, but you know. It was a lot more fun when you were a preteen, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, oh, it was great. It was, it was fantastic. Uh, and now it's just, you know, everything sucks. And this isn't about me. So uh, let's, no, just, okay. uh, let's just we can, move we on be before I need a therapy yeah. session. Let's uh, Let's talk about other teams um so not really any breaking news right i mean not that i can other than the aaron Rodgers stuff um you know he yeah which what what's your what's your thought on that because like because my my thoughts are like i mean i, I don't want to get political on this i'm not going to tell anybody on yeah, here to like i think i think the take here to have is that if you don't want to get the vaccine you're right as an American not to do, you don't, yeah. you don't be forced to do anything, but don't lie about it. That, like that's if, how I feel. If that's you're going to not get vaccinated, do say it with your chest. Be I'd rather you be Cole Beasley than Aaron Rodgers yeah. almost, even though because Cole like, insufferable. Yeah. You know, I, that's, that's how I feel. It's such a, it's such a weird line. Cause you know, like obviously like you want to like encourage people to do it, but like, you know, but also like, how do you force someone to get it? I don't know. I, I don't know how you can do that. And then for someone like in Aaron Rodgers spot to just like flat out lie about getting it or like tiptoe the line by saying I'm immunized. No, but the thing is, the question was, are you vaccinated? And he goes, yeah, I'm immunized. So it's like if you would have if you would have just like, you know, faked it and said, like, I'm immunized. Yeah. But no, he said yes to the question of are you vaccinated? So it's like you you tried to tiptoe. You ended up just like blatantly lying. So. Did you see that, like, he got, like, the, like, alternate, like, uh, the, what's the word for it? You the, know, ivermectin? Uh, 
Yes, he got he got something like that. He got uh he got shit that basically was proven not to work. And look where we are now. He has COVID. Um, yeah. And he tried he tried asking the NFLPA and the NFL to like <laughs> let him off with that, and they're like, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's a. a that's funny, but uh, other than that, other news. I mean, what news? I had something on my mind. Well, there was the Henry Ruggs thing. If we want to get into that. Oh, oh, we didn't. We, we did. We even talk about Odell last episode. Oh, it wasn't a thing. I don't think. I think that broke yesterday. Yeah, it did break yesterday. So Odell, yeah, o- Odell. He's uh, he's been excused from practice two days in a row. Uh, he may or may not may not get cut. And before I was of the thinking that the Browns would just hold on to him for the year because, like, there's no point in cutting him now because, uh, cause, like, why would you just cut him and let him walk to a competitor? It's not like you're saving much money by cutting him. They would save, like, maybe, like, three, four million or something like that, which isn't, like, much. I'm Don't quote me on that. I don't know the exact uh, the exact financials of it. But they, I know they wouldn't save a lot. And for yeah. you just let him walk away to a competitor, I figured that would they would just hold on to him. But uh, Pro Football Talk tweeted today that apparently they can't do that. Like, if he requests that he wants to come back to practice and, like, he wants to, like, play in some capacity, obviously they can bench him, but they can't just let him not come back. Like, it's against the rules. So, like, if he wants to stay away, he can stay away. But unless he's suspended by the team for conduct detrimental to the team or – uh, he's cut. He has to. He has to be let back to the facility. So I'm wondering, like, do you think he'll get cut? I think that's the main question. I I think that the thing that is concrete is that he's done with the Browns. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't think. I think there's you know, the idea that he's played his last game with the Browns. I mean, maybe he'll, I don't know. I just think after the season, there, there's really no way that this relationship is. Oh, he. You know, yeah. he's he's done. He's it, done. Yeah, I mean, his contract money after the year, like, it's not guaranteed after the year anyway. So, like, e- even if hypothetically he finished a year prior to this, I think he was going to get cut anyway because the production wasn't even there. It wasn't worth worth keeping him regardless. Yeah. But it's, spe- it's, especially so the whole The whole Odell Browns thing has been so bizarre. I, I just I, – it's a shame, really. I mean, as much as, like, people don't like Odell or whatever, it's like I just – I do, I did enjoy watching him play. I mean, in 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 New York, he was insane. Like, it's so. the weirdest. It's the weirdest thing. We did. I did bring this up on the last episode, where like the career percentage of uncatchable passes to Odell from Baker is thirty five percent. Baker to every other receiver was twenty percent. But that's that doesn't make sense, especially because like you watch. Sorry, burp. Um, uh, maybe TMI to our listeners. I burp. Sorry. Um, but uh. You watch the tape and he's open like a lot. And and I get it like it's a different kind of offense where a lot of it's timing and a lot of it is. Uh, a lot of it's like play action and, you know, like with a play at, with the play action passing attack, like especially with the longer like bootlegs that the Stefanski offense is, uh, you know, it comes from the Gary Kubiak coaching tree it's kind of tough to go from like read to read because you've already like rolled out. You've already been, you've had the ball for like 1.5 seconds already. And that's already like half the time or like two seconds. I don't know. I don't have an exact stopwatch or metric to 
just by that. But you get what I mean. You when yes. you run play action, on average you're gonna hold the ball longer. So you're not gonna be able to necessarily go like read to read to read every time. Didn't but with that <clears throat> with that said, like read. <laughs> Yeah, like make Odell's first read and also like it, it the fact that he's <clears throat> open so much, like you'd think that like you're not gonna be able to hit every open receiver. But how is it that he's not hit like at all? It just feels like he's he's like a he's getting the workload of like a like Terrace Marshall when he was playing. It's bad. And what what is this Odell's third season in Cleveland? Yeah, it's his third season. If you want to count that, because obviously like last year he played like four or five games he before he got hurt. injured. But like, and even like, even when his first season when he got like a thousand yards, <clears throat> it wasn't. You could tell it wasn't the same. No, Odell. You know the production the was su- somewhat there. No. Yeah, you're used to you're you, you were used to seeing the superstar Odell, the guy who's taking slant routes for 80 yards on a regular basis. Like he he just isn't there in Cleveland, and I just it's a shame, really. And so, you know, I hope he gets dealt somewhere. Well, they're not going to deal. They're not going to trade him because obviously the trade deadline's passed. But like I hope, you know, he he finds a new team, and I hope he's good because I, I like I don't care. The thing is with with the character thing. <clears throat> you can, I don't care if you're a diva, really. Like Antonio Brown, now outside of the, the assault shit, like whenever he was just being a crazy person, and then if you're, I, I didn't care. If you're a diva that just knows, hey, I'm really, really good, I'm productive to the team, I should get the ball more. In a way, I find that justified. Like, if you're just an asshole off the field and you're like beating women and you're doing all that, you're like, obviously, yeah. like, no, you're just a piece of shit. Or if you're a dirty, like, if you're Vontez Perfect, I don't like you. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you know, like with Odell, like a lot of the, like, especially like in New York, like when he was the Giants wide receiver, like a lot of his complaints are justified. Like, he was saying, like, oh, I can go over the top of the defense and we're just not doing that. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's justified. Uh, you know, my, my quarterback's not mobile, which I mean, I don't a lot of giant fans took that as like, as like him talking shit to Eli, that's no one ever thought when is Eli, yeah, you know, (laughs) and it wasn't like he was saying like, Eli can't vert a ball deep. He never said that. He was saying the offensive play calling, they're not sending me deep and they should utilize me more that way. And, you know, Odell's not perfect. He did a lot of wrong things in New York. He's done some wrong things in Cleveland too, but you know, it's just. If this is any any other receiver, all of that is always behind closed doors, and it's always uh, you ne- you always never hear about it, or you almost never hear about it. But because it's Odell, because it's the superstar that Odell is or was, and he was in New York, <clears throat> yeah, and you know now that he's in Cleveland, it's just it's the same way because everybody just likes to shit on him, and so it's just well, yeah, know, he just, likes that too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he likes to get shit on. Anyway, we, we've we've been going on for eleven minutes. Let's get to the fucking picks, I guess. I, I I I'm I'm tired with the whole Odell thing. I feel bad, but also like, you know, it, I can go on and on for days about this. I know it. It's fine. It, it's a shame that not more people agree with you that are New York fans. But you know, I think you've come to accept that you're just going to be unpopular among New York fans. So. Yeah, when it yes, but when it comes to this topic specifically, yeah, I, nobody's gonna agree with me when it comes to Odell, and you know that's fine, whatever. It's a shame. All right, well, let's talk about. We've already talked. We've already picked uh, tonight's game for us. Um, the Jets going against the Colts. Um, you know, me, Chris, and Connor 
pick the Jets and Beast Mini picked Indianapolis. Um, let's let's talk about first game on our list: Houston at Miami. Uh, Miami is a six and a half point favorite here. Um, you know you're bad when you're a six and a half point underdog to Miami. Uh, however, Terod Taylor's playing. Uh, I'm used to seeing Houston as like a, a huge underdog to like good teams, but the fact that they're a six and a half point underdog to Miami. Yeah. And they're getting their starting quarterback, well, starting quarterback back in quotes. Um, I don't know. To me, I'm Houston's bad, but like we've seen them operate under Terod Taylor, like better than we thought, like especially week one. I don't know. The six and a half points spread against a bad Miami team. I think here I'm just going to take Houston with the points. Yeah, I agreed. And the only person here uh, who is actually not picking Houston is Connor. I wonder if Connor realized that Terod was potentially going to play. No idea. Uh, maybe he picked, made that pick with Davis Mills in mind. But the way I look at it is that I don't think Miami's a team that really can blow anybody out. They've, they've got one win to the season. Two has been inconsistent. I expect a good game out of two of this week. But, you know, it. Miami's defense doesn't scare me. Uh, I'm going to say Miami wins. It's a close game. And Houston will cover. Fair enough. Um, okay. Denver. He's traveling to Dallas. Dallas is a nine and a half point favorite. Not not quite crossing that ten point threshold. Um, do you feel like Dak is going to come back and be a hundred percent? How do you feel like this game's going to go? Uh, it's not going to be a hundred percent. I think this is a game where they try and get him to. Uh, they they try and get him some work, uh, but obviously, like Denver is not necessarily a offense that scares them. So I think they're going to try and do this. Uh, you know, the NFL is weird. So obviously, like, whatever your plan A is doesn't always work. But I think what they're going to try and do, especially with C.D. Lamb being questionable, he sprained his ankle uh, yesterday and he's he wasn't practicing today. Uh, it's doubt. I, I personally doubt he plays. And Mari Cooper, he hurt his, he hurt his hamstring this last game. Uh, though it looks like he's going to play. I think is what they're going to try back? and do. Gallup is practicing this week, and it's likely he's out this week. They're trying going to try and ramp him up this week and then play him next week. Uh, but uh, so I think what this game is going to look like, I think they're going to try and get Dak some reps, some live reps, but it's going to – I think they're going to try and run the ball a lot uh, because, I mean, Denver, like, like I said, like they're not really a scary offense. I, I don't think they're going to completely just try and blow them out. I think they're going to run it and just control clock. And with that, I'm going to pick Denver. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I think so, too. I think that I was leaning towards picking, you know, I don't think Denver's going to win, but nine and a half points is a lot. Um, I can see this being a, a pretty close, slower game. Um, yeah, Denver's defense is pretty good. Obviously, they just lost Von Miller, but. Not really sure how much that moves the the needle here, but um, yeah, I I don't think I mean Denver's definitely not put. I mean, I, I think they just they're going to keep it close, uh, close ish. I mean, like yeah, I you know I, mean, I wouldn't, ten points. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if like you know Dallas completely blew them out because I I personally think they're the most like fun and like high powered offense in the league outside of like maybe the Rams. But other than that, like it's just you know you, how much do you really want to risk. Dak, you know, out there because this is still like a Vic Vangio defense. They don't really, they don't give up many big plays. Uh, so with that said, I think it's just unless Dallas just absolutely runs it down their throat, 
don't know. I, I, I just picked Denver, but Connor and Peach Manita disagree. Uh, nice little balance right there. Two and two. You and I go in Denver. So that's nice. Well, Con, I mean, it's kind Con of was never going to pick against Dallas. That, that, yeah. Let's let's be clear here. If he yeah. th- if he thinks they if he believes they're going to win, he's not going to pick them against the spread. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's even questionable if he thinks they're going to lose if he picks them against his bride. I think he's maybe had like two or three games since we started this podcast where he's actually picked against them. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look, though. Yeah. Um. All right. Next game. Minnesota at Baltimore. Baltimore is a six point favorite here. Um, Does this your, uh, uh-huh. question? Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're uh, does this spread kind of. Uh, confuse you at all? Because like we picked last week because we didn't get the announcement that Dak was going to be out yet. We picked last week before the announcement of Dak being out and the line moved to like Minnesota minus two and a half, I believe the line was, uh, or maybe more. Uh, but we picked Dallas minus one and a half last week before Dak was announced. Why is it that Dallas, despite having one loss in a year, why were they only one and a half against Minnesota, but then Baltimore's minus six? Are they just overreacting to the fact that Balt- that uh, Minnesota just lost to Cooper Rush? Or, uh, Probably. Or- that has to be it. I mean, because you're not, like, thinking that Dallas is, like, so much worse than Baltimore. I mean, yeah, or maybe that maybe it was baked in that Dak was hurt, right, and that he might maybe. not play. So that was kind of baked mm. in. So, like, if Dak was fully healthy and there was no shot that he was going to miss the game, that maybe it would have been Dallas, like, minus four and a half or something like that. I mean, yeah, that could be it. Um, I don't think there's any way you're saying that, you know, Baltimore is five points better than Dallas or four and a half points better than Dallas. I mean, not that that's necessarily yeah. how that always works. But um, I dude, Minnesota's so fucking weird. I, I don't. Are. I don't know what kind of team they are. And Baltimore is even weird too. They just got blown out by the Bengals, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And, but they've also, they mean, they've beaten the cheat. Well, that used to be an accomplishment this year. It doesn't seem to be that big of an accomplishment. The hell the giants almost yeah. did it. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I don't think that Minnesota is a better team than Baltimore. I think Baltimore is a decent team, but I can see this being one of those weird games. That's way closer than it probably should be. And I, for that reason, I'm, I'm going to take, minnesota here to cover yeah i i agree i'm gonna take minnesota to cover as well it's just it's like 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 i said i think yesterday not yesterday last week we did the pick them or two weeks ago i can't remember but it's kind of the uh minnesota vikings are very similar to the tennessee titans with derrick henry where if they're favorited in a big way uh you want to take the opposing team but if they are either like favored like by a few points or, you know, if they're underdogs by a big spread, you can take them because, I mean, they're going to run the ball a lot. Uh, they've got plenty of weapons and this isn't exactly the Baltimore defensive years prior. Like they can be be pe- for the passing game. And especially when Minnesota has uh, uh, Jefferson and feeling so like, you know, I'm going to pick Baltimore to win. I don't think they really destroy it. Uh, they win by more than like a touchdown because, I mean, six points is basically a touchdown. Uh, you know, they, they're they kind of weird because you know they don't want to win the way they're winning. Like the way they're winning right now is through Lamar's arm. 
they want to be able to run the ball, but they, for most of the year, they haven't been able to, uh, whether that's because their offensive line's not run blocking the way it was, or Lamar, has, they haven't used Lamar in the run game as much as they have in or years have prior. Tavius Murray and Devontae Freeman and Le- Le'Veon Bell running the ball. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of which, like... Which, it, like, five years ago would have been an incredible backfield. Yeah, way. yeah, it would have been the best backfield of all time, probably. But, you know, it's... With that said, you know, they don't really have, like, the passing attack that really destroys people. You know what I'm saying? Like, Greg Roman doesn't really have a very creative set of passing plays or passing concepts. So I have a hard time believing that they destroy anybody in the passing game. Though Lamar has looked like a great passer, I don't think Greg uh, Greg Roman has it in him to really destroy people for the passing game. So I'm going to pick Minnesota. Uh is picking Baltimore. He's lone-wolfing it. Connor picked Minnesota. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Peach Mini, Minnesota? Peach Mini picked Baltimore. Connor's picking Minnesota. Con going back to old reliable with the Vikings. Um, yes. <clears throat> all right. And now we're on to my beloved Carolina Panthers. Um, are hosting the New England Patriots as a three and a half point underdog at home. Um, the, the Panthers are. That is. Not that that was a in question here i dude this is painful we just we just came off a win against the falcons oh boy uh defense looked really good uh so i'm pretty sure there was a stat where it's like you know matt ryan's not what he used to be right but this year he hasn't been that bad but he was held this week to the fewest amount of net passing yards that he's ever been held to in his entire career, like 181 passing yards or something like that. Um, the defense legitimately looked great. Like Shaq Thompson looked really good. Stephon Gilmore came out firing, shut down Kyle Pitts. So there was the report that came out that he specifically requested to shadow Kyle Pitts the entire game. Like he asked Phil Snow, the defensive coordinator, to shadow Kyle Pitts. I mean, and, good for him. That's smart. Because like, what like what else are you fucking covering? Yeah, I, oh, yeah, exactly. Now, you know, Calvin Ridley, you know, hope he gets better, um, you know, dealing with what what he's dealing with. But now that he's gone, it's like you have Kyle Pitts and then what, Russell Gage? Like, I mean, yeah. so, and Russell Gage didn't even get a catch the entire game, which, you know, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so the Panthers defense look really good is what I'm saying. I mean, granted, it was against the Falcons without Calvin Ridley. Um, but still, uh, now... I don't really know how much effect that has here. I, I'm having nightmares of Sam Darnold going against a Bill Belichick-led defense. I just, I just, uh, he play, he went against him in the in the AFC East. Um, you know, what was the game where he was seeing ghosts? Was that was that? That against- was against the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was prime time against the Patriots. Uh, Patriots are only a three and a half point favorite here. I could see this being a close game. Um, I maybe Sam Darnold has a good game. I don't know. I just don't. I'm not going to bet on him. I I, I vote this is going to be a bad Sam Darnold game. Um, the Patriots have been proven like they're not a bad team. Now they did lose to the Dolphins, which is not hashtag not great. But Mac Jones has been you know undoubtedly, unarguably the best rookie quarterback this year, like so far through. You know, this far in the season, he has been objectively the best rookie quarterback. And yeah, he's genuinely like looked good, especially in like recent weeks where they've actually like opened the offense up a little bit where he's actually able to throw down field. Yeah. So like it's it's been interesting to see because a lot of like what 
his weaknesses were supposed to be. Uh, we were not seeing them as much as people were, were saying prior to the draft. And then like the strengths were there saying like, oh, this is like the most NFL pro ready quarterback. Maybe people should have taken that more seriously, including us to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Matt Roll took it seriously. Uh, I mean, or did he? I, well, not to no, get, no, I'm not going to rant. I just want to at least just quote him. I'll bring up the quote. Because you, you decided to bring it to my attention because I hadn't seen it. Yeah. Um, you know, while, yeah, yeah. While, while you bring this quote up, I'm going to take a piss real quick. My bathroom's right here. I'm still listening. Uh, this might, that might have been TMI to the listeners. I'm listening on my air sure Mute your, yeah, mute your, yeah. Um, so, so while Chris is gone, I'm just going to tell you guys the quote real quick. Um, I don't have it memorized, but Matt Rule said something to the effect of uh, so for those of you who don't know, Matt Rule coached, um, Mac Jones in the senior bowl. Uh, and he said that within 15 minutes, he knew that this guy was going to be a successful NFL quarterback. For those of you who also don't know, um, Matt rule had the opportunity to draft, you know, not only Justin Fields, which I've been vocal about that we should have gotten, um, instead of JC Horn, love JC Horn. Just think we should have gone quarterback for obvious reasons, uh, had Justin Fields, but even if we didn't go Justin Fields, because I don't think a lot of people thought Justin Fields was going to, he was going to be on the board by eight. Um, Matt Jones was definitely on the board. And Matt rule is saying that within 15 minutes, he could tell he was going to be a successful quarterback. That's all fine and dandy. If you're like, you know, wow, Matt rule must, you know, be a really good talent evaluator. Um, wrong because he would rather go with Sam Darnold because you you had to at least guess that Mac Jones wasn't going to also be gone by pick eight, unless you thought all five quarterbacks were going to go in the like top seven. But Mac Jones is on the board, and Matt Rule could have taken Mac Jones, and he didn't. And then, but then goes on record saying that he knew he was going to be a successful quarterback. So, um, well, I mean, let's just know. let's just say like hypothetically, let's say Matt Rule is uh, like I said, I I did have my AirPods in, I was listening as I was taking a piss. I apologize, I just really had to go. Um, uh, but let's just say hypothetically that Matt Rule did uh, think that the whole Mac Jones to Forty Nineers that third overall was like real, and like that's why he was like, all right, Mac Jones is certainly not going to be here at eight. Uh, so. Let's just take uh, J.C. Horn because we love J.C. Horn. I mean, what's like, is there no like adjustment to that? Are you like, are you really like that in love of a corner to where you're just like, oh, I'm going to take him over a quarterback that I've personally seen in practice and I've coached. Like, you can't adjust to that. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, like there's like the fucking Packers, the Packers, they didn't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to fall to them. Like, you know, like, obviously it's a very drastic example because, like, I, that that's that, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers and we're talking about Mac Jones here. But, you know, there's no way they planned going into that draft. Aaron Rodgers falls to them. When shit like that happens, the fucking Cowboys with CeeDee Lamb, there's no way they thought CeeDee Lamb was going to fall to them. They took him. Like, when, when, when people fall to you that you really, really like, especially positions of value. Like quarterback, especially. And if you're not certain in Sam Darnold, which I don't know why anybody would have been coming into this year, and especially not now, how do you not take them? If you like them, especially. I think there are certain guys in the league like Dave Gettleman or 
you know, whoever that kind of just like, and I don't need bring up Dave Gettleman just to throw shots. I'm just saying like, cause I also experienced Dave Gettleman as a GM and I experienced some of his drafts while he was in Carolina. And he's one of those guys that just like chalks up a name on the board. And when it comes to pick his turn, he doesn't care who's on the board. That's my guy. I'm taking him. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's what Matt rule kind of convinced himself, him and Fitterer and Tepper. They all just kind of convinced themselves. Like we have Sam Darnold. Let me get a year with Sam Darnold. We really like JC Horn. We like what we saw out of South Carolina. And then that's just who we're going to roll with. And, you know, I don't care who, what quarterbacks on the board. Hell, I'm not even confident if Trevor Lawrence was on the board at eight, they would have taken. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I wonder, I wonder, do you think this ha it has anything to do with the fact that like he's a college coach, right? And in college, like the quarterback position, obviously it matters, but a lot of like, like, like running backs, like running backs can win you hypothetically can win you a national championship in college because for the fact of the matter is like college is a lot different of a game. And most of the, most of it is like the best athletes win. Obviously you need a great, you need like great coaches like Nick Saban, but Nick Saban also has like the number like one recruiting class every year. And he's earned that because the greatest recruits want to play for the greatest coach. But other than that, like, it's more yep. of like who's the best athlete. It's it's not scheme necessarily. It's not all of that shit, though it helps. Do you think it comes down to that? Like where in college, it's she's just like, oh, this is like a great athlete. Like he looks at spark scores and stuff like that. I know that's a Matt Rule thing. Do you think that comes down to it? Do you think he's just like, I want the best athlete? I think that's probably it. And I think um, a major thing is he thinks coming from college that you can culture yourself to a successful team you don't necessarily need a quarterback because he's made comments like we're just gonna have to come to terms with the fact that we're a defensive football team we can manage the clock play good defense run the ball and win games that's that's what matt rule has said and so with that mindset it doesn't surprise me that he doesn't think you need a quarterback so like whatever you know whatever if now if like a great athlete would have fallen to him at eight that he thought was the best athlete and he also happened to be a quarterback. Sure. But I think that he just thinks that he can just have a roster and like each position he's like positional value agnostic. He doesn't care. He's just like, he yeah. just, yeah. And, and, and if he has a good roster um, and if they went to temple, it, it helps, you know, you know, yeah. it's, I don't know, but enough, enough, enough ranting about Matt rule. I said, I wasn't going to rant and then we kind of got on a rant, but let's just uh, start by the game. I, I just I'm gonna pay I'm gonna pick New England. Uh, yeah, I I agree with you. It's it's clean sweep. I just it just when it comes to Sam Darnold, I I just I can't. He can't. had three years of seeing a Bill Belichick defense, and not once did he really adjust. So, you know, I just you know three and a half. I feel a lot better if it was just three. The three and a half kind of gets me a little bit, but I'm still gonna confidently pick uh, the Patriots. And that's a clean sweep. Everybody did. Yeah. So, all right. Let's move on to a bigger spread here. Buffalo is a 14 and a half point road favorite against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Speaking of Trevor Lawrence, um, 14 and a half points. Is, I mean, obviously the Jaguars are bad. 14 and a half points is pretty huge. No, like this. I mean, not, not that it's a, a surprising spread, but I feel like we've seen a lot of these spreads recently and, yeah, you know, a lot They've of them hit. Are, it, a yeah, lot of them hit until unless you're like, what was it? The Rams and the, was it the Rams and the Lions? No, no, no. What's yeah, your other? 
it was like 30 to zero in the fourth quarter. And then it ended up being like 30 to 22 is the final score. Which game was that? That was the that was the, not the Lions. That was the Rams and Texans. But Texans. they covered. It was four. It was fourteen and a half, and they still covered. It was sixteen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it they have been hitting. I just <sighs> Jacksonville doesn't really have anything that you know scares me. But fourteen and a half. It's that little half that hurts. Um. I'll I'll say my piece on it real yeah, quick ahead, while you're thinking. I'm, I'm I'm struggling here. I'm just gonna pick Buffalo. Uh, any team that you know, I picked the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. This fucking idiot here, me, my fucking numbskull here, picked the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars to not only cover last week but fucking win. And they lost to a fucking Geno Smith led Seahawks, and they lost by what they lose by like three. Uh, uh, I don't think it was quite that bad, but it, it felt like that. Most of the game, it literally felt like they were fucking... They just let catch after catch up uh, to to fucking Tyler Loggins. They lost... It was actually closer than I... It was closer to 30 than I thought. They lost 31-7 to to the yeah. fucking Seahawks. They, just, they don't have a good defense. They, they don't have any defensive pieces other than fucking Bobby Wagner. And they... They made him look like the best fucking defensive team in football. I don't care what the spread is. I'm taking Buffalo and watch it bite me in the fucking ass. I don't. It doesn't even matter. I cannot confidently pick the Jaguars against a good team like Buffalo. Fair enough. And yeah, Connor, I kinda, I, Connor agrees. Connor agrees with me. P. Schmitty does not take that for what you will. Yeah, it's hard because I feel like you know it's not going to make sense, but. I'm just thinking it's going to be a weird game and Jacksonville's going to come out and like, you know, keep it close. But they did just lose, they did just lose 31 to seven to the Geno Smith led Seahawks, which is not a good team. Um, so I guess I guess I'm just I'm going to pick Buffalo and I don't know I I'm I don't like big spreads like that but whatever. Um, all right. The next game we got on the, up here is is Cleveland at Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati's actually a two and a half point favorite here, which if you show me this game before the season started, uh, this, this would have surprised me, this line here. I, I'd figured, I'd figured it would at least be like five in Cleveland's direction going yeah. into this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, Jarvis Landry's banged up. Uh, Odell's obviously not practicing, not billing, being a participant on the team. I think Stefanski said, he told the players, Odell is essentially not on this football team. Um, yeah. So I don't, is Chubb or Hunt coming back this week? Well, Chubb played last week. That's right. Uh, and then Hunt is, is still. Hunt is still out, but Dearness Johnson running backs don't matter. He's proven, he's proven to be a fucking commodity. And I know Connor would maybe rant about it because of fantasy purposes, but yeah, he is. He is something. He's he's playing. He's playing well. Why didn't the Titans go after Jarvis Johnson instead of a fucking thirty-six-year-old AP? I mean, I mean, to their credit, I wouldn't trade a draft pick for a running back either. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, yeah, maybe, yeah, I don't know. But I just, there's so many more options than a 
whatever. I'm not going to rain. I, we, we can talk about that it, when we get to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm just going to pick Cleveland. Or no, I'm I'm just going to sorry. I'm going to pick Cincinnati here. Um, battle of the orange teams. I just think Cincinnati's offense is really, is pretty good, and we've been talking about. It. Obviously, they had a disappointing week last week, losing to the Mike White led Jets. Um, but I don't know. I just think. Cleveland's not playing. You know, I think, like you said, we just need to get off the Cleveland train. They're not yeah. going anywhere, unfortunately. Um, but Miles Garrett's having a hell of a year. But and other than that, yeah. you know, I'm just I'm so Cincinnati. Uh, Peace Mini agrees with you. Connor picked Cleveland. I'm going to go with Connor. Uh, I just think that this is like, I've been saying it for weeks, and I know this is going to come maybe hit a, um, come across hypocritical because I did say put a fork in the Cleveland Browns, which I still believe. Um, I just don't really see it with the Cincinnati Bengals and they just kind of proved me right. And I've been saying it for weeks and I kind of got off that bandwagon when they, uh, when they beat the, uh, when they beat the Ravens, but I don't like Zach Taylor. I don't think Zach Taylor is a coach that even when he wins, like we've seen it all year with the Bengals, like every game outside of the Ravens game has been a close game. Uh, they, they beat the Jaguars by a last second field goal in a game that like they should have destroyed uh they're they're a team that plays weird games too they are a weird team uh so i'm gonna pick cleveland because cleveland roster wise is at least somewhat close to cincinnati uh they're arguably probably better uh so in that case i'm gonna take cleveland with the points uh thinking it's gonna be a weird game all right um this next one is weird not for the Lions necessarily weird, but I just don't know how to get a read on this. Atlanta is going. They are they're they're going to New Orleans. New Orleans is a six point favorite. Um, Jameis is out for the year, looking like Taysom. Taysom's getting ready to start. Uh, Atlanta is coming off an egg here, uh, a pretty bad one, and New Orleans has a pretty good defense too. But it's a divisional game. I don't think Matt Ryan is back-to-back just atrocious, awful weeks. Obviously, Cal Ridley being out is going to hurt, but I think Kyle Pitts is going to be good. Uh, it's six points. I'm I'm just I'm going to take Atlanta to keep it close. Yeah. So, um, this tough. It was a tough line, but um, I've just I've seen so the way. Well. Play play quarterback, and I don't know. No, I'm I'm still gonna take New Orleans. So the way I look at it, so just going through the let's just go through the games right now. Now for uh, the Falcons, uh, so further week one away because I mean obviously that was a weird week, and the Eagles aren't a good defense. The, like that specific game ruins my argument here, but it's only it was week one. Week one happens, and it's a weird game. Like the Packers got destroyed week one by the New Orleans Saints. So let's throw that game away. Uh, every other game. So the Falcons, uh, week, week two against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are a top ten defense in terms of EPA per play. They're eighth. They only they they lost by twenty three. Uh, the Falcons went against the Giants. Uh, they won by three. Uh, they did only score seventeen, but they won by three. 
the Falcons, they lost against the Washington football team, another horrific defense. Uh, they're 29th in EPA per play. They scored 30. They only lost by four. The Falcons beat the Jets by seven. The Jets are 26th in EPA per play. Uh, the Panthers, Panthers, another top 10 team in EPA per play. They are third in defensive EPA per play. They lost by six of them. They only scored 13 points. Uh, the Saints are fourth in EPA per play. Essentially, like, if the Falcons play any sort of tough defense, they they cannot, they don't play well. Uh, and, you know, obviously I did mention that they lost by 23 to the Buccaneers. That's kind of skewed because they did play them close for most of the game until the fourth quarter when the Bucs just fucking went, <laughs> they went super Saiyan. But regardless, you know, this is a tough defense to the Saints. The Saints just made Tom Brady look, uh, I mean, They've made like they made Tom Brady look pretty silly every time they played him in a regular season uh, since he's been a Buccaneer. Uh, and Matt Ryan only has one real weapon in Kyle Pitts. So I'm going to pick the Falcons and risk it with Taysom. You're picking uh, the Falcons. But, uh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm picking <laughs> I'm picking the uh, Saints. I'm risking it with Taysom. Or, I was like, uh, damn, you just went on that whole rant and then <laughs> went on. No, 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 no. I am lone wolf in it. Everybody else is agreeing with you. Uh, all right, let's uh, move on to this next game and get it done in like 30 seconds. I don't want to fucking talk about it. Uh, dude, Mike Mr. White. Touchdown. What? Mike White, touchdown, Elijah Moore. Hell yeah. Nice. Mike okay. White, the fucking legend. Seven to seven. What a fucking legend. What a guy. Uh, Chris, Mr. Raider. The Raiders are traveling to the Meadowlands playing your beloved New York Giants, the battle of your two favorite teams in the whole world. Um, Las Vegas, the three point favorite. Uh, how do you see this going? Um, so the Raiders are going for a while right now. We mentioned Henry Ruggs. He, uh, he got a, uh, he got a DUI and he's being charged because he's going 156 miles per hour while being over two times over the legal limit for alcohol. And uh, he he hit a uh, he hit a car that uh, killed a woman and her dog. It is one of the sadder things that you can hear. Uh, and just wh- whatever you do, no matter what the cause is, especially for him because he's a fucking millionaire, uh, you can afford an Uber, I promise you. Find a, just find a just find a ride home. Sleep in your fucking car if you have to. Just don't don't fucking drink and drive. Like, like really, just just don't. It's not worth it. it. The way that you can, it not only can you hurt yourself, but you can really just hurt others. And the fact that like he was going 156 miles per hour is just fucking insane. But um, uh, moving on from that, uh, not to make it sad, but uh. So the Raiders, with that said, they are losing a weapon, obviously, in Henry Ruggs, who's been productive for them this year. Um, But this is only a three-point spread, and the Giants' offensive line is horrendous. And we've seen Max Crosby and Unique Ngakwe absolutely terrorize opposing tackles this year, especially teams that do not have a good offensive line. And the Giants will be without Andrew Thomas again this year. Not this year, this week. Uh, so I expect a big Max Crosby and a Nick Ngakwe day. Uh, the Giants defense is going to ask Derek Carr to take what it gives them. They're going to be playing conservatively. They're going to be playing back uh, like they usually do, some soft coverages. 
And there's not many quarterbacks in the NFL better than Derek Carr taking what the defense gives you. Uh, I'm picking the Raiders. Yeah, I think I think the Raiders' offense is pretty good. Their defense, uh, like we've been saying all season, has been outperforming what we thought. I mean, because we thought they were going to be bad. Uh, they've actually been pretty decent. Casey Hayward has been playing really well. Max Crosby, like you said, has been he's been killing it. Um, yeah, I, I just the Giants aren't a creative football team. I, I don't think they can. You know, the Raiders aren't amazing by any means. But I just, I just, it, it's it's rough watching Jason Garrett call a football game. And yeah, it's just, I just don't think that they can, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't want I don't want to bet on the Giants, especially when it's this close of a spread. You know, I, I'll take them sometimes when they're over a touchdown underdog, but I'm just three points against the not bad Raiders team. I'm not I'm not with it. So, yeah, I'm yeah. Yeah. And I can't even like I can't even like use my like fake persona, Mr. Raider in this. It's just sad. It's just sad to watch. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what would what, the guys pick? Do you know? Would you already say? So it is a clean sweep. Everybody's picking the Raiders. Aha. Okay. This isn't the only weird spread to me, but would he, all right. The Chargers being only a two point favorite here to Philly. Walk me through. Does this make sense to you? Or if it doesn't, why do you think that it is this? Uh, I Part of me feels like it's a trap game. To be honest, I feel like it's kind of like a very, very easy, like, uh, like we're going to pick the Chargers. And then uh, this past week, we saw the Patriots beat the Chargers. Uh, they lost 27 to 24. So it was still a close game uh, to the Patriots. But it was a game where they were favored by five. Uh, and none of us besides me, uh, don't mean to brag, uh, picked the Patriots against the Chargers. And... The Chargers are legitimately the worst, like, they are the worst, uh, they have the the worst run defense in the league. Yeah. Uh, An EPA per play and, like, many other metrics. They're bad run defense. And the Eagles just happened to run for, like, 200-plus yards. But granted, it was against the Lions, and we've seen all year that they're very inconsistent of when they actually called our run plays. Like against the Bucks, they didn't like run. They didn't. They had like Miles Sanders, I think, had like two or three carries the whole game up until like the fourth quarter. And by the time they started running it to him, it didn't really matter. Not that I think running the ball wins you games. I'm, you know, obviously like running backs don't matter. You know, running game, blah blah blah, overrated. But regardless, um, with that said. Uh, I think the Eagles are so unpredictable, and I think the Eagles are so. Uh, I'm like thankful for this line because I think the Chargers do win, and the fact that it's only two because I do think the Chargers have just gotten in a little bit of a rut going against the Ravens and then going against a Bill Belichick-led defense. You're only giving me two points. That really protects us if you are picking the Chargers against a garbage time Jalen Hurts. Because, like, we've seen it all year. That's what he is. He's a garbage-time quarterback, and you're only make, telling us he's uh, the Chargers are going to win by two? We only need that? I'll take that. Thank you. I And I hope I don't live to regret this, because maybe this is a trap. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. That's why I thought it was a weird game. I don't think the Chargers should only be two-point favorites against Philly, but I don't know. Last week we said the Lions could win, and then they lost by like forty. So yeah. it shit happens. But uh, I, yeah. I think the Chargers are a good team. Um, like you were saying, when you the run game isn't 
Like it, it, it's definitely overrated, but when you're bad at it, it, when you're bad a, at defending, yeah. Oh my there's god. There's a certain yeah, point go on, where sorry. it does matter. Like it, yeah. it, when you're bad at defending the run and you're giving up like you're at a point where you're giving up like seven, eight yards a carry, it becomes a problem. Like like having yeah. bad run fits and and just getting gashed the entire game. Like no one's saying that shit doesn't matter. No. Uh, no, and even you if know, you're like good, if like you feel like you're a team who runs the ball well, like the 49ers and like Ravens of years past and like this year before he got hurt, Derrick Henry and Titans. Like, that shit can matter. Like, if you're a really good running team, you should run a ball. Um, my, my thing is, do we trust the Eagles to actually, like, put forth a good game? Sorry, burped again. Game plan. Uh, With Boston no, Scott. I don't. And Kenny yeah. Gable. And, yeah. No, no, I don't think so. Uh, the Eagles have been absolutely putrid at points in the season uh so i'm not gonna let a 40 point blowout win against the lions trick me um no and like you said we may sound like total utter idiots but i just i don't i don't i don't see it um let's just end the podcast now mike white's hurt he's going to the blue medical tent life is stupid everything's stupid fuck are we gonna have to watch the flash eyes (laughs) play football we were gonna have to watch the franchise play football, probably. I I think he's active today. I assume rough. so, since he wasn't last week. Oh, that sucks. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully they're just checking out. Because I mean, he did just throw a touchdown pass, and then he didn't. I don't believe, unless I missed it, because we are recording, so I am a little distracted. Uh, I believe the last pass he threw was the touchdown pass, and he was celebrating after. So maybe it's just precautionary while the uh, Colts are on the field. But you know. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Um, okay, so when I first saw this line, I completely blanked out on the Aaron Rodgers thing that he's missing this week. So I was like, yeah. the Chiefs are a seven and a half point favorite against Aaron Rodgers. Like, holy fuck. But no, they're not. They are seven and a half point favorites against a Jordan Love led Packers. Um, I was at my wits end as far as picking the chiefs to cover the spread. Um, after I picked them to cover against the giants, uh, because I was a dumbass and they didn't even come close to covering the spread against the giants. Uh, but now here I am, uh, faced with something that we shouldn't be faced with. We should not have to pick against a rookie, not even, not a rookie quarterback, but, a a guy who's never st- Started an NFL game before. Um, of course, you know, I was fully ready to pick the Packers against the Chiefs here. Uh, and now we're left with this. So I am going to, unfortunately, I think, God, the Chiefs are just bad, but I just don't, I don't, I don't trust Jordan Love to, to play a good game. Like, I just, I just, I hate it. Do it. I, do it. Do it. Pick him. Do it. No. Fucking, fucking do no. it. I, it's one of those Chiefs. things where I would hate myself if I fucking picked the Chiefs or if, if I picked Jordan Love and they got fucking blown out like they should. Because um, mm-hmm. the Packers just aren't an amazing football team without mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And then, nope. Mm-mm, not doing it. Mm-mm. You're not? I, I don't care about your reason. I'm not. I'm picking the fucking Packers. I don't fucking care. I'm no, I'm no. I'm not picking I'm not picking the fucking Chiefs. I'm not picking the fucking Chiefs. I mean, I'll I'll tell you this right now. The fucking Giants literally it's literally like they went 
to a fucking grocery store and picked five different fucking people and said, do you want to play offensive line? What about you? Do you want to play fucking receiver? They're playing fucking John Ross, Colin Johnson out there. And it's, it's like, Colin like Johnson. The, what? I said, who the fuck's Colin Johnson? Exactly. I mean, I know, I know Colin Johnson. I, 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 I actually don't want to show on Colin Johnson's statue like him as a player, but you know, like obviously the quality of receiver that he is comparatively to most teams when they throw receivers out there, that's who we had out there. We had Kadarius Tony for 56% of the snaps because he was in and out of the game of injury. Uh, and then we, and then Sterling Shepard went down and our and top Galladay's two guys. Galladay's been hurt. Galladay's been hurt. And, uh, you know, <laughs> our top receivers were fucking John Ross and fucking Colin Johnson. And yet, uh, with that said, the Chiefs could not score more than 20 points. Obviously, not the receivers have anything to do with defense, but they couldn't outscore the Giants offense by more than three points. I don't give a shit who's quarterbacking against the Chiefs until they get it right. And we're eight weeks in. We're eight weeks in now, and they haven't gotten right. Like, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. So I'm I'm absolutely picking Green Bay, and you will be shocked to know you are lone wolfing this one. By picking the Chiefs. Yes, you are lone wolfing this I one. I hate Whip it. With Jordan Love starting. I, yeah, I hate it. I really, I really hate it. And I, you almost have convinced me to pick the Packers, but I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick No, you should. No, you should. You should. I, and I'm going to hate I don't myself wanna... because they're going to fucking disappoint me again. And I, okay, I'm, I'm saying this right now. If the Chiefs don't cover tomorrow, I'm never picking them again for the rest of the fucking season. Now, unless this, this line, they're like underdogs to the fucking Jets or some bullshit like that. But like, I'm not picking them again for the rest of the season if they don't cover against the Jordan Love led Packers. Putting that into the ether. Um, Right. I'm already past right. that. I, last year fucked me too much, and I'm I'm past that. I'm done. I am donezo until they like start showing me like sh- like shades of 2019 Kansas City. Not even oh, last it's year. So when much we, when... worse. It's so much worse now. It's not like last year. I, at least they were good. But yeah, but the thing is, like, they were bad. They were like sleepwalking last year, and that's led them to this point. That's why they're bad. They keep thinking that they're unstoppable. And clearly they're stoppable. I'd rather have an unstoppable team that's just sleepwalking than just have a fucking bad team. Listen, they weren't even like, they were like, they almost lost to the fucking Panthers last year. That's the thing. Like, they went from, like, literally, like, sorry for this reference, but they went from Kim Possible to Ron Stoppable, bro. That's what they did. That's all right. They did. You're done. That's what they did. (laughs) All right. This, this line's a little weird. It's a little weird to me. All right. Arizona, I get it. It's a divisional game and I get Arizona just lost right to a very, very hurt Packers team with not Jordan Love starting, but it was Aaron Rodgers throwing to Randall Cobb like it's fucking 2015 again. Um, so, you know, I, this is Arizona is only a one point favorite against the Niners here. The Niners have not been a great football team. Um, Arizona, you know, they got their first loss of the season. I get that it was last week. So there's a little recency bias going here. But I don't know. I, I'm picking Arizona. I think they're a better team. They've been on fire. Like, they've beat some really good teams by a lot of points. 
I don't know. I don't really understand it. I mean, maybe it's a trap game, but I I'm I think it's a no-brainer here. I'm picking I'm picking the Cardinals. Does uh Kyler's ankle concern you at all? Or like the fact that like D Hop, like he's been missing practice. I mean, I expect D Hop to still play because that's just kind of what they do with him. Like they they rest him a lot because they want to make sure he's good to play. But like does Kyler would have concerned concern? me more last year when it, when Kyler was like just all legs and he wasn't that great passing. But Kyler's been legitimately good this year, uh, passing the football. And obviously it takes away a dimension of his game if he is hobbled. Um yeah. But I think that still, though, the Cardinals do have a decent enough passing game to where he can get by with being a little sore on the ankle. And it's only a point. So basically yeah. all you have to do is win unless there's some weird shit. So unless they tie, unless they tie, you 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 win or, or I guess push or push. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm going to Arizona as well. Everybody's going to Arizona. This is just this is definitely like a weird spread, even with like Kyler Hurt, where like they, we everybody believes that they're probably he's probably going to play. So uh, nothing else really to say. Yeah, yeah. And also right. Debo might not even play because he's been limited with his calf. So like we don't we don't even know about that. And like they they have no other receiving option that they've trusted other than Debo. Typical, so that, that's typical Chris with his bullshit trades knew that Debo was going to get hurt. That's not even fucking true. <laughs> that is not even fucking true. Okay, so context of this, guys. Okay, so I made a trade like a week prior to the trade deadline because we have our trade deadline a day after the NFL trade deadline. That's just how we do it. Uh, and I traded Debo Samuel for Travis Kelsey and not, not ap- even – not you even. also got Ayuk. Don't. Yeah, but I mean, Ayuk. I mean, Ayuk can be on the fucking waiver wire. Like whatever. Ayuk hasn't <laughs> been good, so it's like whatever. Who the fuck cares? Anyway, not even ten minutes later, everybody gets an alert, me included. I had no knowledge of this. This is what. This isn't one of those fucking things where I was like, oh shit, Debo Samuel's hurt. Debo Samuel, all of a sudden, we get an alert that Debo Samuel has his calf hurt. Which, granted, didn't even matter because, like, Debo Samuel ended up playing and he went for 150 yards plus last week. But with that said, like, he is now limited this week and who knows if he's going to play. So now it just kind of looks like, now I look like an asshole. Which I didn't even fucking know. I had no fucking clue. Literally, it it was a little bit better that Travis Kelsey laid an egg. So. Yeah, he yeah, he's yeah, he's horrible against the Giants. He fumbled, he, you know, it's it's whatever. He he was wide open for a touchdown. Mahomes just missed him because, you know, Mahomes can't stay in a fucking clean pocket nowadays, but it's funny. But he, it's funny. He'd rather throw it to Tyreek in the back of the end zone. Yeah, yeah. Covered and blanketed, though he I mean, Tyreek did catch it, so I guess whatever, but you know. Wide open, Travis Kelsey. Or whatever. Not, not gonna get into it. Not gonna get into it. It's fine. It's all right, fun. all right. Cool. Yeah, anyway, let's move let's move on to Tennessee um at the Rams here. Uh, the Rams are a touchdown and a half point favorite, uh, seven and a half point favorite. What do you think, just taking a gander, what do you think this line would have been if Henry was playing? Do you think it changes? I would, I would say it would be, I, would say, I think it would be Rams five and a half. Maybe I was probably, say six, probably six. I was going to say six and a half. I, I think a point is fair, not because, not because I think that Henry maybe matters that much. I mean, obviously, we, we, we've gone back and forth on this. The Henry, you know, is built different. He probably matters like a little bit. Um, I think more of this is Mike Vrabel, like we've talked about, thinks that he matters so much that I think he might have a fucking aneurysm having to play a game without 
a guy that can carry the ball 35 times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I don't think Adrian Peterson is a guy that can now at his age consistently carry the ball 35 times a game. Uh, bros 36. Uh, you know, I don't, I think he's still an NFL that he's in football shape. I just, I mean, he's 36 yeah. he's running back. It's 36. I mean, I, you know, Frank Gore thought they're, you know, he's a free agent, but, um, yeah, I should have signed it's him. It's not unheard of. It's no. not unheard of. So I don't know. I it's it's tough because really without without Derrick Henry and if Julio doesn't play, um there's not a whole lot to this Tennessee defense or offense, I mean. I mean, there's AJ Brown who's been, you know, pretty kick ass and they don't really get him the ball enough still, even with Arthur Smith gone. Um but I mean really it's it's Tannehill and AJ Brown and then everyone else. And then now you have Adrian Peterson and their defense isn't that great. They've been playing average, but like you just have two guys on offense trying to make that shit work. And then an average at best defense, like the Rams are really good and they have the MVP favorite uh, throwing the ball. The Rams have been really, really good. They just have, they just, now they also have Von Miller. I mean, yeah, I don't think he's he's not playing this week, but it, it, they they do have him now. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. So they still, you know, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, that you know, everything. They they just have an offense that's been firing on all cylinders. Matt Stafford has been just he's been great. Um, I don't see Tennessee keeping up. Uh, it could, it could be a weird game, maybe. I mean, seven and a half points is a lot, and Tennessee's not a terrible team. Um, but. I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I'm going to pick, I'm going to lay the, I think it's the safer bet to go with the Rams here. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I think it's one of those things where I don't think they'll, uh, I mean, I don't know if Mike Vrabel even think about this, but the way uh, Mike Vrabel, uh, I don't even know if you'll think about this, but I feel like, you know, any coach like just coming, like getting a new piece, like Adrian Peterson, like coming off the street after eight weeks, I don't think he's going to even like try and give him the workload that he would do if you were here for like two, three weeks already. Uh, and with that said, I don't know how this offense is going to react without Derrick Henry. And they are only probably only, they're probably only going to have uh, AJ Brown to throw to. And I assume he'll be blanketed by, or not blanketed, but he'll be uh, shadowed by uh, um, Jalen Ramsey. So with that said, I, I think this might be a struggle game for the t- Tennessee Titans where they're trying to figure out their identity without Derrick Henry. So I'm going to pick the Los Angeles Rams. That Tennessee Titan defense is not very good, uh, though they've been playing decently well this year. Uh, but the personnel is not very good, and the Rams should be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, Really, really quick before we get on to this like, horrendous last game, uh, why the fuck is this a a primetime game. I couldn't tell you, but um, would you have liked like a signing, like a, you know, cause there's not a whole lot of like bell cow running backs right now, but you know, sign it. What if, what if the Titans had gone in after uh, a guy that hasn't been really that bad? Like a guy like uh, Ronald Jones, would you, would you have liked that signing for the Titans? Well, better than Adrian Peterson, at least. Well, you mean, you mean, you mean a trade? Cause Ronald Jones, is obviously like, He's, he's on well, the sure. Before the trade deadline happened, like you know, trade it for a cheap because I don't, I don't. It probably wouldn't have cost that much. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't want to trade. I know you don't want to trade I, draft pick for a, a running back, but rather than pick I, up a thirty-six-year-old Adrian Peterson, I'm of the opinion, and maybe this is a flawed opinion because he is thirty-six years old. I'm of the opinion that 
Adrian Peterson is probably at least 80%, 90% of what Ronald Jones is. I mean, like, obviously his numbers in Detroit weren't very good, but that was like, it was in Detroit, like, you know, flawed offensive scheme. Uh, I'm sure he saw plenty of eight man boxes and like, it's, you know, at, at the very least, like Tennessee is like a very, very good run blocking offense. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe the offensive line could get better in terms of pass protection. Uh, but run blocking, like, you know, I, I really don't have a problem with it. I, I, I really don't. Uh, I, I'm of the opinion that Adrian Peterson is just different. He's built different. He's not, he's not Frank Gore where he's just shit. If you put him in the right offensive scheme, where's a power running system, which you don't see now, nowadays, you don't get many of those offenses nowadays. So like when he was with the saints, it didn't work out. And obviously because it wasn't that scheme, uh, you put him with the Washington football team. He ran for a thousand yards. He was awesome most of the season. And then, you know, Alex Smith got hurt. So I, I, I have no problem with this signing. I, I, I would rather save my draft pick and just sign Adrian Peterson or somebody else off the street personally. But imagine if they sign Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore and like the fucking oldest backfield ever in existence. They, I, I hope they do. I, I hope they do. And I hope they make t-shirts called a nursing home. Dude, that'd be funny. Dude, their running back would it like their top two running backs would combine for like seventy two years yeah. of age. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, it would be hilarious. I I hope they do. Okay, it would sell so much merch too. Oh yeah, it'd be it'd be fucking it'd be funny. Um, all right, let's just talk. Let's just really blow through this dumpster fire. Okay, Chicago. The only thing the only thing is seeing how Justin Fields plays here, but like Chicago is playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh's uh, six point favorite here. This is gross. Uh, what do you go ahead? I'm just gonna let you, you you wrap this up here. The only question I have is that like this year, the Pittsburgh Steelers have not been the blitz happy team that they've been of years past. So I wonder because Justin Fields has been so bad against the blitz, do they blitz him a lot? I'm not sure, but um, you know, if they do, uh. I can see that being really bad for uh, Justin Fields. And I'm not necessarily buying into the whole Matt Nagy. Uh, he's the reason why Justin Fields has been bad. I mean, Justin Fields has been bad regardless. But and again, the one week that he was gone, it seemed to make a fucking difference. So I, I don't know. I don't know. You fucking tell me. So uh, six points is a lot, uh, especially for a uh, Ben Roethlisberger-led offense. Uh so uh, I don't know. I'm just gonna go with Chicago. I can see it going either way. I think Pittsburgh ends up winning, uh, but yeah, I'm picking Chicago. Oh, by the way, uh, for the last game, both Connor and Peachmini picked uh, Tennessee. Uh, uh, yeah, I I'm gonna pick Pittsburgh here. It's a primetime game. I just I don't love Justin Fields in primetime. Like not that I've, we've seen that yet, but I'm just saying I, I don't I don't love the concept of that. Uh, yeah, quarterback, not a great team, a rookie quarterback that's been struggling. You know, obviously he had a decent week last week, ran for over a hundred yards. Um, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to go well. Big Ben is bad, but like, at least he, he, he's been in prime time plenty of times. Mike Tomlin, I think is a smart enough coach to where he will blitz Justin Fields at least enough to make him bad. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. I I don't I don't like picking the Bears here. So I'm just I'm just not. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the boring pick, 
take the favorite, the boring ass Steelers, the six point favorite. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I know what P. Smitty picked. Did Connor pick the Bears? Or did he go with the Steelers? I don't know. I mean, P. Smitty's actually picked against the Steelers a lot this year. I if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, but uh, yeah, he did pick the Steelers in this case. Uh, and Connor is agreeing with me with the Bears. Hmm. It was an unfortunate game to end on. It, it, am I just do we do, do people say this every year? Like, what the fuck is up with these primetime games? It's it's always like this in the beginning of the season because they just kind of just do big market games. Like, why are the Giants getting in primetime? Like, why are the Giants Chiefs the game? They just like to go for big market teams in the first half. Uh, well, not really Thursday night games. Like Thursday night games are kind of weird. Like Thursday night games, they just kind of throw. I feel like they throw darts at the league office, and they're like, whatever teams it lands on, it lands on. But when it comes to like Sunday night football and Monday night football, the first half of the uh, year, it doesn't matter if the team is good or bad. They will just kind of like go for big market teams, and then uh, the second half of the year, they're allowed to start flexing teams out, and they'll start putting the good teams there. So. Yeah, not great. No, not great. I mean, I mean, really, the Steelers and and Bears. I just even from the beginning, why would you think that was going to be a good bet, especially when Andy yeah. Dalton was a starter going into it? Yeah. Well, to be fair, also, uh, I don't think you can actually flex Monday Night Football games because that would be an unfair advantage because it's uh, another day of uh, another day less of rest. Sure. I- I know you're not, you maybe don't flex it, but I'm saying why even make this a game to begin with? Like from You shouldn't. No, you should. No, the NFL yeah. just have only fun games and, you know, uh, in prime time. But, you know, uh, you know, fuck me, I guess. Uh, Roger Goodell makes $40 million for a reason, I guess. So whatever. I, $40 million? Yeah, That's... he made it. He's, he's making, I think, $40 million uh, a year over the next few years, if I'm uh, remembering correctly. So it's something like that. Something crazy. Hmm. Fun. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's go ahead and get out of here. Um, as always, thank you guys for for listening. Um, and yeah, we will yep. talk to you guys next week. Yep. Uh, by the way, uh, Josh Johnson's in for the Jets, not Mike White. Uh, life is pain. Giants suck. Uh, I'm upset. And uh, peace out. Thanks. Damn.